last section of Parshas Bereshis. And whenever you conclude a book of the Torah, you say the words, Chazak, Chazak, Veniskazik. Be strong, be strong, be strengthened. And this we find by Yehoshua. Hashem told Yehoshua, Chazak, Chazak, be strengthened. So whenever you finish something in Torah, there, that's the appropriate um, blessing, to be strengthened. The Gemara says that you only encourage those who are energetic and uh, some and Torah needs to be strengthened someone's learning Torah needs to be strengthened so that's the reason why we conclude this book with those words like every book of the Torah but it makes sense to say that there's not just strength because we are concluding a book in the Torah but the specific words that, we're, that the Torah says before we say those words have a relationship to the strength that we receive. What is what are the words that we that we say? What's the words that are last words of Parshas Bereshis? Joseph passes away, and Joseph is placed in a casket in Egypt. And now we say, "Be strong, be strong, be strong." Now the obvious question is, that's what does that do with being strong, being strengthened? Joseph passing away—that's a negative thing. Not only is it negative he passed away, it's negative because come join us for some chizis. What is fine? It's also it's also uh, it's also um, a negative because of uh, it's the same price to sit down, Rav David. Rav David, it's, a, it's exactly the same price for front row seats. <laughs> you don't have to stand. It's at the same price. So um, so the burial of Yosef in Egypt was also a negative thing. Not just that he passed away. It was also negative the fact that he was placed in a casket in Egypt. Jacob, he wanted to be buried in Israel. He requested Joseph to make sure he got buried in Israel. And uh, Jacob was very adamant about this. He said, swear to me that you're going to bury me in Israel. And he, he, he was very explicit and very um, forceful about this request. And now Joseph, who uh, did this, he is destined to stay in Egypt, not just for a little little while. He's staying in Egypt for the entire time the Jewish people were exiled in Egypt. And even after the exile in the desert for, for 40 years, and only after many, many years, they finally bring Joseph the burial in Israel. So it seems like a very negative thing to, to end the Torah with. Why are we saying after the words, Joseph was buried in Egypt. We say, be strong, be strong, be strong. To understand this, understand a little bit more about what this book of Genesis, of Bereshis, is about. Actually, I shouldn't use the word Genesis necessarily because the Gemara in Avodah it describes what this book is about. It says, what is the book of Bereshis about? The book of Bereshis is about, it says the Gemara, it's about Bishari. Um, it's about the upright. Avim and Yaakov are called upright. And as long as the uprights were around, there was no exile in Egypt. The uh, Torah says that when Yaakov was alive, there was no exile. Not only when Yaakov was alive, there was no exile, but when any one of Yaakov's children were alive, there was no exile. The next section of the Torah, Shemos, is described by Nachmanides at the end of Parshas Pekudei, as the book of redemption. Although this book is about the exile, but Nachmanides says, you read the purpose of 
the descent into exile is for the, to be elevated out of exile. Why do we go to exile? In order to receive the Torah. Something better was supposed to happen. So, there, so we're going from the book of the upright to the book of redemption. As long as Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov are alive, exile is impossible. Redemption is impossible either. Once Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov pass away, and their children pass away, then it's possible to have exile, impossible to have the redemption out of exile. Why? It's because they're called upright. What's upright mean? Where the Hebrew word yasha doesn't just mean upright. Upright yasha means straight, straight shooters. On the surface, yasha means I don't know, decent, righteous people. In Hebrew, the word for sin is avon. Avon means crooked. Why is the word for sin crooked? Because whenever a Jew makes a mistake, he, he has to justify it. He has to say, "It's not that I want to do this thing." I was forced to. Whenever there's a story of a Jew and a sin, it's always complex. It's always like there's always an excuse. It's always like I had to do it. It's not, it's not something that we that a Jew is comfortable in. It's not it's not uh, something that he, that he feels safe in. So in a, a sin for a Jew is called an oven. It's called something crooked. It doesn't make sense. Arvitz and Yaakov, they were upright. They didn't make avoid. They didn't make sins. That's the simple uh, meaning of their of their classification. But there's something deeper about this. It was a chassid of the previous Rebbe, the Rebbe Rashab, actually, whose name was of Hendel Kugel. Hendel Kugel was the spiritual mentor of the chassidim who studied in Yeshiva Mubavitch. He was an extraordinary person. Um, the, the previous Rebbe said that the whole um, the whole time if you could produce someone like him, it would be worth it, just to produce this, this character, Hendel Kugel. Hendel Kugel was once reading the uh, Torah on a Friday afternoon. It's customary Friday afternoon before Shabbos to read the whole Chumash of the week twice in the Aramaic translation. So he was reading it, and I think it was Parshish Gracious, the first section of, of the year, and he was crying. And what is there to cry about in Parshish Gracious? I mean, not learning about the, the sale of Yosef, we're not learning anything like very dramatic in Parshish Gracious, maybe the sin of the, the tree of knowledge, but that's not why he was crying. So why was he crying? Someone asked him, he said, because what's the, this is a book of the upright. What's the meaning of the upright? Upright means that there is a direct line from the, where their soul is in heaven to where they are on earth. There's no, there's no dissonance, there's no separation, there's no, there's no difference between the way Abba and Yaakov are in heaven to the way they are on earth. They're here on earth and yet they're, they're identically, they are in the same state identically as they were in heaven. So that's, we see this in their lives. Abraham and Yaakov live holy lives, but even when they experience descent, even when they experience some spiritual trauma, Jacob goes to Egypt, for example. He goes to Egypt and he speaks to the Pharaoh. Even while he's speaking to the Pharaoh, he's still upright. He's still connected to his source. He has glasses from the world of Atsilus. He looks in the, at the Pharaoh, and what does he see in the Pharaoh? He sees the Pharaoh the way the Pharaoh is in the highest world, the world of Atsilus. So that's why, as long as they were alive, there was no exile. Because in this world, they were the same way as they were in heaven. And therefore, there was no, no one could, could um, subjugate them to exile. No one, could, no one could chain them. No one could force them. They were, in this world, the way they were in heaven. No one, no, no one could put them down. Um, Rabbi Simon Jacobson 
said that his father, Gershon Jacobson, um, was in the audience with the with the Rebbe, and there was they made this law in New York about um, changing the educational system to teach very perverted things, as we were blessed to, in Los Angeles also to have uh, more recently more crazier things as it, as as we get closer to the time of Mashiach. So um, so the Rebbe wanted the rabbis in New York to protest this, and the rabbis didn't protest, and the um, and. He speak to Rabbi Jacobson, Rabbi Gershon Jacobson, about this, and he was upset about it. And he and he, he remarked something fascinating. Rabbi, the Rebbe's remark about it. He said, "Why did it make a difference between this world and the world of Atzilus? How come they think this world is different than the higher worlds? You know, this is this is this the truth of Atzilus is the truth here. Truth is truth. Why are you making a distinction between here and the higher worlds?" That's the way that Avram and Yaakov lived. They lived in this world the same way they were in heaven. There's no difference in this world and the world above. So that's why it wasn't possible for there to be exile as long as they were alive, as long as their children were alive. They were living a different plane, and that plane what resonated in this realm. So there was no such thing as exile until all of the jo- Jacob's children passed away. But on the other hand, that's what made it possible for there to be redemption. Because of their exile in Egypt, as we learned last week, when they left Egypt, it says there was the air of Rav, there was a mixed multitude that went out with them. The Rizal says the word Rav is equal to 202. They took out with them 202 sparks from Egypt, and, and there was only 86 sparks left to be elevated until Mashiach comes from then. And of course, the Rebbe announced so many times that we are ready for Mashiach now, and all that the sparks that need to be elevated before Mashiach comes are already there. So, um, so, so they were able to achieve this aliyah, this elevation, higher than the way Jacob was in Israel. They were able to go to a higher level than before the descent, because of the descent. It wasn't just they went to Egypt, then they, they left Egypt with great wealth, which, again, not just physical wealth. With the physical wealth, the reason why Hashem wanted them to leave with physical wealth was because not just the physical blessing they should have, but also in the physical wealth, there were the spiritual sparks, the divine energy of Egypt they had to elevate from Egypt. So they went into Egypt, they came out of Egypt with all the spiritual wealth, all this, all this physical wealth, in order to get to the Torah. To get to the Torah, they had to first go through, they had to endure this, this exile. So there was a purpose. The time of the upright had to stop. The time of the exile had to begin. In order to reach a higher level to receive the Torah. However, the question is, how were they supposed to survive the exile? How are they supposed to make it in exile when they're, for so many years, they're that's why God wanted Joseph to be buried in Egypt. The Zohar says that Joseph's remains, Joseph's, Joseph's casket is related, to the, is related to the ark that housed the divine tablets. The Jewish people were in, were in the desert, desert and they walked together. They walked together with two caskets, with two arks. The ark of Joseph and the ark of the tablets of God. So... The tablets of Hashem house the Shekhinah, house the Divine Presence. Hashem's Presence is revealed in the tablets. So because of the need for the Jewish people to have a connection to God's Presence while they were in exile, God wanted Joseph to be buried in exile. In order that he should be able to, uh, to bring to them the Shekhinah, to bring to them the Divine Presence, that's why he was buried. So that's why he gave them strength in the exile. That's that's when we conclude the book of Bereshus with Joseph passed away. It sounds like we're, oh, great, he passed away. Yay, strength, be strong, be strong. That's not what it means. 
in order to have the strength to endure the exile, Joseph had to be buried in the exile, buried in Egypt, and, and that his his presence was the presence of the of Hashem. And because his he was in exile, and he brought with him the presence of the Shekhinah, as it says in the Talmud, that when they were in the desert, the, the, the Ark of God never left the Ark of Joseph, they're always connected. So too, when he was buried in, 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 in Egypt, he brought with him the, the presence of Hashem. Okay, so that's how they survived their exile. But what about us? Our exile is a lot longer than our, their exile. It's true that the exile now is for the purpose of an elevation. The purpose of this exile is to receive the higher level, the deeper parts of the Torah, the innermost part of the Torah that will be revealed when Mashiach will come. But the Jew says to Hashem, one second, how am I supposed to survive this? Give me the strength to survive this. That's how we read the conclusion of Parshish Gracious and they buried Joseph. And they put him in in Egypt. That message is not only about Joseph, it's also about how we're supposed to survive this exile as well. Never once said about his father-in-law. The reason why his father-in-law chose to be buried in New York, not in Israel, was in order to give strength to his Hasidim outside of Israel, to be closer with them. But I heard from a great Hasid, Rabbi Darren, who was just recently here from Stanford. He said that doesn't really answer the question. It would seem because just because the Rebbe's the O of the Rebbe is in New York, it's closer to Hasidim in New York. But it's farther from the Chassidim in Israel. It's farther from the Chassidim in Australia. So, so what does New York have to do with it? He said something remarkable. He said, Israel is a holy place. Being buried in exile means that the Shekhinah, the divine presence that's connected to the presence of the Tzaddik, is in the same realm as the realm of the Jewish people. It's not in a higher, holier realm. It's not that you have to go up to the realm of the Tzaddik in order to be able to receive from him. He is in the same realm with you in the exile. He's, in, he's, in, he's, in, he's chosen to be buried there, although it's not as um, holy as land of Israel, to be in the same plane as, as we are. They've actually said that there's two advantages of, the, um, of being in the presence of the previous Rebbe in his Oel, whose name is Yosef. One advantage is, and this advantage is by all, 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 buried, all um, um, cemeteries, says in the Gemara that when Mashiach comes, all those who pass away will be revived. How will they be revived? They will be revived in Israel. They're buried outside of Israel. But it says that there are tunnels that are, that are going to be um, uh, formed that are going, that through these tunnels, all the remains will go through these tunnels, they'll go into Israel, and they'll be resurrected in Israel. So the Rebbe said that that's true. Of course that's true. According to this, the the place of a, the, the remains of a Jew outside of Israel has the same status as Israel. Because the halacha is that if you have, just like the laws of impurity, um, the, the halacha is that, that, um, that when there is an opening to a room, that has the same status as the room itself, so too is regarding the positive, if there is a, if, although if the, room, the, the, the tunnel has been made yet, but since it's, a, it's going to be made, Therefore, the status of the of the of the remains of a Jew was connected to the land of Israel. I know this is the reason, but it's customary when someone's buried to, to put the earth from the land of Israel into the casket. Yeah. So that's one thing. And then they bad something else. Ever said there are certain tzaddikim that says about these tzaddikim, they never really went into exile. Like the famous story of Remendel of Haradok, Remendel of Vitebsk, that there was some some man who was a little bit crazy. He went down to uh, the temple mount, he went up to the Harazesim, and he uh, blew the chauffeur. 
everyone's wondering, did Mashiach come? They heard the chauffeur from the mountain, as, as it says, that it will happen, Mashiach will come. So he went to the Mendel, and the Mendel, what's going on? Is, is, is this the time? Mendel, tell me, check. He walked out of his house, he sniffed the air, it doesn't smell like Mashiach. So the question is, why did he have to go out of his house? Why couldn't he sniff the air in his house? The answer is because in his house it was like Mashiach already. So in a similar way, um, it says about, about certain tzaddikim, like Shem they never, they never entered the exile in the first place. They, they are in the realm of Mashiach now. So you go into the Ohel, you're not just going into a place which is like the land of Israel, you're going into, into the era of Mashiach. You're going into the presence of someone who is at the era of Mashiach. And therefore it gives you tremendous strength being in that, in that place, not just being in that place, but the reason why a tzaddik is buried outside of Israel is in order to empower the Jewish people wherever they are. It's like learning yesterday about the laws of um, making Abdullah. The reason why we say bracha on the uh, candles after Shabbos is because it's, we are allowed to have benefit from fire. Even though we, you don't have to actually put your fingers on the fire to, um, to say the bracha. It's a custom. Um, it's a custom to put your nails there because just like the nails are always um, renewal, renewing, so too we, it's a blessing on after Shabbos to look at our nails, to, there should be renewal in our lives, renewal, we should be fruitful, we should multiply. But technically you ought to see the bracha as long as you're close enough to see your nails. You don't actually have to, you don't have to actually look at your nails. So just because you're close enough, you're able to benefit from the light, you're able to say the bracha, Hashem has allowed us now to have fire. After the whole Shabbos, you're now allowed to have fire. Now you're allowed to have fire. That's a bracha. In a similar way, um, the fact that that tzaddik is buried outside of Israel, just his, his presence outside of being in the same place, same realm, as Jewish people outside of Israel, that itself gives Jewish people tremendous strength. And that's, the, and that's what we announce after reading the Torah, Chazak, Chazak, because there is Yosef outside, the Yosef, our generation, the previous Rebbe. Because of the tzaddik who was buried outside of Israel, that gives strength to all the Jewish people, wherever they are, to go through the Golos and to get ready for the uh, go for the Yul. Chaim, Chaim, Rav. Chaim, Rav. Chaim, Rav. Chaim, Rav.